0: Hey everybody, this is Richard Deitch and welcome to the Sports Media Podcast. My producer is Patrick Antonetti. One guest this week, but a special one. Tom Rinaldi, the fine Fox Sports reporter, host, and producer, has had just an incredibly unreal stretch over the last um, 10, 11, 12 days where he has covered multiple events in um, multiple settings, including two different countries. And he's coming on the Sports Media Podcast just to talk about this incredible 10-day stretch he had where he's covered the World's Cup, the Giants-Cowboys game, Ohio State-Michigan, Kansas City-Rams, and then back to Qatar to do U.S.-Iran. Um, just an amazing stretch that he's had and was kind enough to join us from Doha in the evening for him on Wednesday. As we tape this, the sound should be generally pretty good. It may sound like a little tinny, but that's just because of um, how we tape this in Tom's in Doha. It's not, you know, it's not a perfect line per se, but 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 should be still, you know, decent enough for you guys to listen to. All right. So without any further ado, we have uh, Tom Rinaldi of Fox Sports from Doha. All right. As I said at the top. Tom Rinaldi has uh, has joined us from Doha, and um, it's taken a little bit of time to get him, but very, very cool for him to pop on and to talk about what has been just an extraordinary schedule for him over the last eight or nine days or so. And so, Tom Rinaldi, welcome to the Sports Media Podcast, first guest I've ever had from Doha.
1: I was going to say, Rich, I, I don't imagine you've had anybody else uh, talking to you from Qatar, but as always, man, great to hear your voice, and thanks for having me.
0: No, thank you. All right, so Tom, let's get into this, because I know um, there's a lot of stuff that's happening for you, and uh, you may have to jump off this podcast fairly quickly. You were uh, you sent me your schedule from Monday, uh, November 21st, to as we tape this, November 30th. And so, before I get into some of the specifics of each of the um, each of the flights and everything you that you went through, have you ever had this kind of stretch over a ten day period where you have had to travel, you know, this much between countries, between continents, between game assignments? I mean, you've do, you did a lot. You've done a lot during your career, but it, it seems to me there's you've never had a stretch like this.
1: No, nothing is even remotely close. It's been an awesome stretch, though, Rich, in every way. I mean, to go from, uh, I was in Doha for the first week of the World Cup, uh, which was fantastic. I was at the USA-Wales match. The next morning, I flew back uh, from Doha to Jersey. I was home for about 18 hours or so, which was great. Able to see our son, Jack, come back uh, from college for Thanksgiving, his Thanksgiving break. Uh, see our daughter Tess, see my wife Diane, and then Wednesday flew to Dallas, did the game Thanksgiving game in Dallas uh, with the Giants. I was on the Giants sideline with Aaron on Dallas's sideline and then obviously KB and Greg. Uh, then I went to do the game, the Ohio State-Michigan game, flew to Columbus on Friday, uh, got there and it was thrilled to have the chance to step in for Jenny because Jenny is the sideline reporter here, Rich, for the U.S. men's national team in the World Cup. So, did Ohio State, Michigan, then flew Saturday night after that game uh, and flew to Kansas City through uh, Detroit to do Rams and Chiefs, um, which was maybe more competitive, at least for a lot of the game than, than some people would have thought. Uh, so, yeah, quite a stretch. And then Monday, I flew from Kansas City to Dallas. And then Dallas direct Doha, landed, got to the hotel in Doha, got cleaned up, made sure I was coordinated with the producers, Joel Santos, who, you know, I co-directed the Madden documentary with, who is heading up the the production here. He's amazing. Got to the venue for the USA-Iran game uh, to wrap around a pregame piece we had on Tyler Adams, and then ultimately made it back to Doha where we are now um, awaiting some interviews with uh, other players on the USA team. <laughs> that Amazing. was the last week. Yeah.
0: All right. So let me go, let's, let me go through this again. Make sure just so my, uh, I'll repeat it for my audience. So they know this. Okay. Monday, November 21st, you are in Doha, right? And you're flying to, you're flying home to New Jersey to see your family.
1: Yep. On, on Tuesday, on Tuesday morning, Tuesday morning, right back. Yep.
0: Okay. Tuesday morning flew back. You're home. For eighteen hours or so, between November twenty second and November twenty third, and then is it on that Wednesday that you're flying from New Jersey to Dallas to cover yes. the Thanksgiving game for Giants Cowboys?
1: Yep, was able to see the crew. A lot of uh, you know, a lot of folks. EA had her husband there. Um, Greg had his family there. KB family. A lot of the crew. Um, my family did not come because of the stretch that was going to follow. Uh, yep. Got there on Wednesday. Um, and then we did the game Thursday. Obviously we were thrilled with, uh, with the rating and the number that it got, you know, to be a part of any Thanksgiving game, Rich, as you know, is awesome. I mean, it's, it's an incredible opportunity to do those games and and join that great holiday tradition. Yep. So
0: then on Thursday, so the game, the Cowboys giants game ends, you fly Thursday evening to Columbus. No, no. Friday, Friday morning. Or the next day. Friday morning. Friday morning. Okay, so Friday morning, November 25th, Tom flies to Columbus for Ohio State, Michigan. And then on Saturday, Tom, you are at that 45-23 stunner, um, which is one of the... I mean, it's the most watched college football game of the year. One of the biggest college football games um, we've seen in some time. So you're, you're in Columbus. You do that game. Then do you fly... Literally after the game in Kansas City, or do you do Sunday right. morning into Kansas City?
1: No, we flew uh, We flew after that game through Detroit, and then Detroit to Kansas City.
0: Amazing. Okay, and then on Sunday, as Tom said, he does Rams-Chiefs, and then after that game is over, are you immediately heading to the airport to fly back to... Um, to Qatar or is there, do you get some sleep Sunday
1: morning and And then Monday morning was actually working on a feature for the world cup after the game back in the hotel. Um, You know, the the whole crew went back and watched uh, the Sunday night game and uh, you know, said hello to to everybody and sort of ducked out, worked on a feature and then flew Monday morning uh, from Kansas city to Dallas. And then Monday afternoon from Dallas to Doha, you arrive leaving Dallas, at one o'clock, I arrived in Doha because of the time change at 1225. 14 and a half hour flight, and it's an eight hour time difference. Eight hours ahead of those uh, back on the East Coast.
0: Okay. All right. A, a remarkable stretch. So now let me ask a couple of questions sort of based on all this. How do you compartmentalize each of these assignments? What is the process that you take so that you are able to focus on whatever you have in front of you and that you are as prepared as best as possible, understanding that you have all these other assignments.
1: So I'll, I'll talk about the NFL first. And again, that's the benefit of, you know, working on the crew that we have and all the support and help that we have. And I know I've said this to you before, Rich, but you know, I really give a, a, just a lot of credit and appreciation to Aaron because if I, if I'm not on a production call, a production Zoom, in a production meeting, uh, she is, and even though it might not be her sideline, she's asking those questions that serve the sideline role, uh, and she did that when I wasn't able to be on production calls or Zooms um, on the holiday week, so that was really helpful. And obviously, we have so much support in terms of research and, and everything else. I'm in touch with Richie Zions, our great producer, uh, to let him know, hey, here are the things we we are likely to hit on. And of course, the role always, Rich, is you know, to be the eyes and ears as best you can and react to what's happening in the game. So in the NFL side, that happened. Same thing college side. You know, uh, Chuck McDonald's crew is fantastic with Gus and with Joel um, you know, Jenny's phenomenal in that role, and it was a privilege to be able to step in and do that. I have familiarity with Ohio State, with Michigan, with some of the guys on those staffs, so that helps a lot. And having been around those programs, Rich, to know those players and their stories, that's also helpful. So there's already a base of research, and uh, right. obviously on the NFL, and then to come back to the World Cup, where you know, largely the role is to be a featurist, an essayist, and, and to do those things. And you know, we had tried to shoot as much as we could prior, and now we're more in that reactive mode now that the U.S. has made it through.
0: Tom, where were you specifically during the Iran, uh, or Iran, I should say, um, U.S. game? Yeah, Are Rich, you on the sideline? Yeah, Rich, you,
1: you risk being corrected, obviously, in a press conference with that initial pronunciation. Correct. <laughs> but right. uh, we, uh, so on um, pitch side for pre pregame uh, to do the hits that we do, again, in this case, it was to wrap around the Tyler Adams and a, a story about him and his remarkable mom, Melissa. And then I and the producer I'm with, who's fantastic, Louise, story, we go up to what's called observer seats media seating while Jenny's down on the pitch in that, that primary sideline role. So I was there and I could tell you, Rich, you know, I've been fortunate to be at a lot of different events because I'm a generalist across a lot of different sports. That atmosphere was phenomenal. Yeah, Absolutely phenomenal last night. Yeah. It was, it was incredible to be there.
0: So Tom, you have, um, you have been fortunate to be part of a rights holder in many big events, whether that was at ESPN or whether that's at Fox. And so this, this is sort of interesting to me. It's very, uh, uh, you very know, sports media nerd kind of question. No doubt that when you're at Ohio State and Michigan that Fox is going to get very, very good access. Um, you know those programs very well. You have a gigantic financial partnership with the Big Ten. The same in the NFL. Fox is one of the primary media rights holders. You have production meetings. The NFL and Fox, in many ways, are working together. Obviously, Fox has uh, the World Cup rights, and and is it you know in some ways a business partner with FIFA. But this is a very unique event, Tom. As you know, is that you have so many. Broadcast outlets from all over the world. Soccer players in general, at least the international ones, don't really give access the same way American athletes do. So I'm wondering if you could just give my audience like a bit of a perspective of like, what kind of access do you have? What kind of stories can you pursue during the World Cup in relation to when you're, let's say, doing college football or the NFL?
1: Yeah, I think you framed it really well, Rich. I mean, it is the global game. That's not overstated. And, you know, while you might enjoy some of the and we definitely do enjoy some of the great advantages of rights holder status in America when it comes to those sports, it's a different situation when it comes to the FIFA World Cup. We have been fortunate, though, Rich, that we have been able to tell some of these stories. I mean, we did, you know, a, a, a nearly a half hour sit down with Harry Kane. We've shown different versions of that sit down in different iterations. One of them, which aired before the USA England match, which you know let a broader American audience that might be casual sports fans and not know as much about Harry Kane, to tell one version just about his journey, how he was overlooked, what he overcame. He was nobody's phenom to become the person on the verge of breaking Rooney's all-time scoring record, goal-scoring record for England. But we also did a, a version where he talks about his relationship with Tom Brady and the friendship that he's formed with Brady and how when Kane was younger and at a point of great doubt in his career, he came across a documentary about Brady, the Brady six documentary and how that inspired him, how he found so much in Brady's work ethic and faith in himself and how that energized him. Uh, he also mentioned potentially, you know, maybe wanting to explore being an NFL kicker as incredible as that is when his career is done in Europe. And I, I think, Having that opportunity was phenomenal. We went to Leeds, Leeds United, to profile Brendan Aronson, who plays there. Uh, Tyler Adams, who's the youngest captain at this World Cup of any national team by four plus years at 23 years old, right? And to talk about their relationship with each other, to profile each of their journeys, um, you know, we're we're hopeful here to get a, a few U.S. players at their team hotel here in Doha just shortly to put together some some more features for us uh, for the pregame and studio shows. Uh, so it really does become, Rich, as you know, in the work you do about connection, about building bonds where you can uh, creating and fostering those kinds of relationships that can then yield something beyond just pure rights holder status that puts you at the front of the line.
0: Yeah, you cannot say enough about Tyler Adams and just oh, his, phenomenal <laughs> um, rich it, phenomenal it, it maturity and uh just extraordinary um uh, way he answered um those questions and uh, you know I, I imagine uh not much has been written about this but very clearly um state media uh, or some kind of uh Person who sort of I think came in there with a a certain agenda, and he um, um, he handled it uh, brilliantly. Tom, I want to ask you because obviously this would be of great interest to an American audience, even if they're not American players. But le- have you tried to pursue um, the highest of highest like profile players? I mean, Harry Kane is obviously big, but Leo Messi, Cristiano Ronaldo, uh, Kylian Mbappe um, is that has that been part of your assignment at all? Given that. Likely that would fall to you as sort of the generalist or the the essayist.
1: Well, I and mean, we certainly, obviously, we would love to have those players without question. Uh, but to be honest, Rich Tain hopped our list for one re- really clear reason: we knew that the United States was playing England, and so right. Good point. and so he he was the number one person that we wanted to get. Plus, Rich, um, not. The fact that there would not be a language barrier or any additional layer of interpretation was also, you know, perceived to be an advantage with Kane. Obviously, the whole world wants Ronaldo. We, we, we did a Ronaldo feature um, using uh, interview sound that we did not gather. Um, you know, and obviously one of those interviews made a great deal of news when he said he felt betrayed by, you know, his club team, et cetera. Um, we we'd love to get messy, but the world is is looking for those guys too. And Mbappe, like you said, um, we, we, we so it is it it isn't as though we we don't want those players. Of course we do. It is as though the whole world wants them too.
0: All right, a couple more here, Tom, and then I'm gonna let you get back to your uh, business at hand. I recognize I'm asking you a question where you um, you have to be a little diplomatic here, uh, and you know I'm I'm not. uh, My intention is not to try to put you under the gun, but you're a thoughtful person, and I think you would have a thoughtful answer for the people who listen to this podcast. You you ultimately have to follow the mandate of your employer, and I had a long conversation with David Neal, who's the top uh, executive for the World Cup. Um, and a longtime person in the business who's done Olympics and stuff like that. Fox has made it very clear that when it comes to stories that are off the pitch, um, they're not going to cover that. David Neal has said that the Fox belief is that there are other places to go if you want to um, read about uh, Qatar and, for instance, LGBTQ issues right. or Qatar and women's rights issues. Um, you are someone who has. Um, who has done a lot of interviews, Tom? Wh- where you have covered some very uh, some some things that that cross over sports when the nexus of sports and society, or the nexus of sports and politics uh, happen. You have covered some of these stories many times. So my question for you is: Is it challenging navigating some opinions or some stories that you might want to do? But your employer, in this case, has sort of a mandate that the stories that you are going to show the American audience are generally speaking strictly going to be about what is happening on the pitch.
1: I mean, honestly, Rich, I would say it, it it's not challenging. And I think the the reason there's a couple of reasons for that. And I, I think I will certainly echo David in saying, listen, we understand that there's been great reporting and great storytelling done about those other issues and those stories off the pitch. And we certainly respect those outlets and the work that they've done. But we also know Rich, that you know people certainly have and will continue to avail themselves of that, that content and take it in. But just for me here, Rich, the first World Cup that I've ever had the opportunity to work, and all the stories involving directly now, the players and the coaches, Just to pick Tyler Adams, for example, to see the way, Rich, that he handled that question, that he handled being asked to speak on just not only to speak on what's happening between Iran and the United States, but then to speak more thoughtfully about being a black man And living in the united states of america the way he handled that and then on the back end right rich where he said and thank you for correcting my pronunciation of your country i learned something i think i'm learning about these players i'm learning about greg berhalter i'm learning about those journeys and we we know this rich i mean that's most of what i've done in my career that's to try to tell the stories of the journeys of the players the coaches the programs And in those ways, make a connection with a viewer. Have viewers feel and find out what's universal about these athletes that we cheer for, that we root for, that we see and are compelled by because of their greatness and their pursuit of the greatness. And so there are so many stories in that regard, Rich, that, you know, that's been the greatest challenge for me, I think, for us on, on the feature side to try to tell those stories because I still think for, and and that's why I think the win against Iran was so huge that this is a sport which is still trying to find its fullest and biggest identity in the American landscape. We know that and nothing can help it do so like the world cup.
0: Tom, what is uh what will be your assignments as we head forward? I assume that as long as the United States team is around, you will be covering them. Uh, you know, I, I certainly don't mean to uh, um, put my citizenship down here, but the reality is the U.S. team is unlikely to win the World Cup. <laughs> Thus, you, you, I would think that you do. You then move on to some more broader uh, soccer stories, or like whatever the countries that are. Uh, left standing. uh, You'll focus on them. What, what, what is, what is your mandate? Let's say uh, over the next couple days in the short term. And then what's the mandate as the tournament gets into the round of eight round of four. Right.
1: So obviously Rich, you, you you nailed it. I mean, our mandate is to to do as much as we can in and around the American team. Again, I've, I've done some pieces that were not rooted in the men's national team in the U S men's national team. But most of what we've done is, and of course now, having made it into the knockout stage, that's what we'll be working on. Again, sitting with these players here shortly in the team hotel, um, doing some of their personal journeys, but also talking a bit about, I don't know if you had the chance to see, Rich, the, the incredible moment that, that was captured uh, with Jedi in the locker room with him weeping. Uh, it just... It's a very powerful, intimate moment that u s. soccer put out just to show what it takes and what it meant. And I think those kinds of stories, uh, yeah, for anyone listening who hasn't seen it, it's just a it, it, of Jedi Robinson, just overcome. It's just a powerful, powerful moment and takes you back to the purity and the power and wonder of sport, which is what's drawn it drawn us to it in the first place. Um, We'll do as much as we can with the U.S. team as long as they go. And then uh, wherever, whenever that journey ends, we'll continue to cover the teams that are still alive and tell those stories as best we can. Again, both for the soccer fan, Rich, and for the broader American sports fan, who I believe does get caught up in the World Cup.
0: Yes. Do you... um are you now in Qatar for the duration, or will there be any more trips back to the States no, before the no, end of the term? I
1: mean, you know these two words—you live them. For now, I think those are important words. But yeah, for now, we're here for the duration. We're here through the final.
0: I, I'm t- Tom. I'm disappointed. Why can't Fox send you back for like some kind of a Big East game between Creighton and Georgetown? But,
1: but let me just say this, Rich. It's how we started. Um, and again, I know you, you know me well enough, hopefully to, to filter this through is not sounding like a shill, but uh, I'm just, I'm so incredibly grateful. Who wouldn't be to have the opportunity to be at these games and these events, to be in the shoe for, you know, Ohio State, Michigan, and then to be in the stadium for the USA against Iran. To be part of the Thanksgiving tradition in the NFL, and then to be on the sideline to see Sean McVay trying somehow, some way to solve Patrick Mahomes. I mean, it's an awesome, awesome set of opportunities. It's a week, Rich, that I'm not going to, it's a 10-day stretch I'm not ever going to forget.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's Walter Mitty sports stuff.
1: With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com.
0: All right, Tom, let me leave you with this. I know I've asked you this before. But I love the question so much that I must repeat it. Okay, The only thing it feels like to me at this point when it comes to your combined career at Fox and ESPN that you have not done is a WrestleMania or SmackDown. <laughs> Can you at least ask your boss, Brad Zager or Eric Shanks at Fox, Tom, you, you, I know you like new experiences. This is the one thing you have not done. You have not done a big WWE event Where you're either doing a feature on someone or you're doing live reporting, does that not have any appeal to you? Also, it wasn't Nick Khan once your agent. I mean, there's so many Tom Rinaldi connections here. I feel like this is the last career step for you. One more (laughs) thing for you to do, and this is it.
1: Well, yeah, I love Nick. He remains one of my greatest friends, and he changed my life. Uh, And he's somebody I'm still in regular touch with. And I went uh, to WrestleMania uh in texas the last go around that it was amazing and it was amazing Ooh, was stone cold all of it was awesome the stories there are incredible love wwe uh nothing else is like it you want to talk about spectacle wow so yeah let me dig in and see right. what we can come up with
0: dig it i mean you can do i mean <laughs> i i love like a rinaldi sit down with becky lynch Ronda Rousey, or perhaps the bloodline, Roman Reigns. I feel like, Tom, you can get that whole group to cry, (laughs) which would be awesome just for me. As, as an entertainment vehicle. All right, Tom Rinaldi, he has a lot to do today, so we're going to let him go a little bit early. Tom Rinaldi, of course, the Fox uh, Sports host, reporter, producer. His uh, his piece with um, – or his doc with um, Joel Santos on John Madden was incredible. Those guys came on this podcast uh, to talk about that, and if you've not seen that, you should go out of your way to see if you can find that. And he has been here to talk about what is just an extraordinary – uh, 10 day run um, there's been other broadcasters I mean Joe Buck famously has always had very very busy Octobers etc but nobody will probably duplicate this just because of the the, the sheer fact that the World Cup um, is where um, it is uh, Tom I hope you're at least been able to get a little bit of sleep at some point right
1: and listen Rich let, let, let's let be clear right like you said it's Walter Mitty like you trade place yeah, yeah I
0: mean you, trust me this, I mean yeah to. you're no offense Tom you're not uh, you're not building construction here no. in uh, in Boise, Idaho. This is all uh, first world stuff. But but at the same time, it's incredible.
1: And and and, and uh, yeah, the travel's great. You know they, they take great great care of us. You know I'm incredibly lucky and and I appreciate you. You have me on, Rich.
0: Absolutely. All right, and catch Tom Rinaldi at the next WrestleMania because I know he's gonna have a big.
1: <laughs> doing something. Thanks, Rich.
0: All right, Tom, safe travels. Thank you for doing this. We appreciate it. Thanks, Tom.
1: Okay, Rich. I, I, I always appreciate you, man. Thank you, buddy.
0: All right, back in the studio. My thanks to Tom Rinaldi. That was totally big of him. To, we've been, I've been trying to um, sort of do this over the last uh, 48 hours or so, and um, uh, very cool of him to, to make some time. There's obviously a lot going on for him, given that he's on this World Cup assignment. If you like these kind of conversations, head to the archives. Uh, before this came out this week, we had a uh, sports media nerd out session with Chad Finn and Austin Karp. About 64 minutes or so of sports media talk on everything that's going on now. So check that out. Conversation with NFL Live producers Lydell King and Mark Eisman. Uh, how to create a popular studio show as they've done. Candace Parker, the, uh, the Hall of Famer to be the WNBA star and an excellent analyst now for, uh, for Warner Brothers Media. She was on this uh, podcast and uh, we had an awesome conversation Also did a uh, a sort of a thought podcast on what would happen to sports media if Twitter implodes. Check that out. Adnan, Burke, and Adam Amin as well over the last couple of weeks. I want to thank Patrick Antonetti for all his hard work when it comes to this podcast. Thanks to everybody at Cadence 13 for their support. And, of course, thank you for listening. We'll see you soon.